Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC. Kestra IS, member FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC. Kestra AS, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Capital Advisory Group, Inc. is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Neither Kestra IS nor Kestra AS provide legal or tax advice and are not certified public accounting firms. You work hard for your money. For the next hour, you're going to learn how to keep what's yours. Capital Advisory Group presents Keep What's Yours. Here are Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Hello and welcome to Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. I'm Josh Gilbert sitting here with Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Hello, Jeff. Hello. How are you doing? Very good. good and day. you wrote the book, Keep yes. What's Yours. That's what the book's called, the show that we do every week is called Keep What's Yours. The idea is for us, me, the little person, everybody, everybody pays taxes. Yes. Right? (laughs) No way out. And uh, I will gladly, gladly pay taxes if I have to. Yes, if you're legally obligated to pay them. But there is a way to utilize the tax code to make it so that I can save a little money here, keep a little money there. And we've come to the conclusion that I will pay my taxes, but not a penny more than what I should have to. Yes, sir. Exactly. Utilizing the tax code, it's it's legal. Yes. I'm within the guidelines. Yep. The IRS isn't going to, you know, sniff at my tax hunt you down. No. They're not going <laughs> to hunt me down. I'm doing all the right things, and Jeff is the one that's walking me through the whole process. Jeff, yes. thank you so much. Thank you. For helping me keep what's mine. He can help you keep what's yours. So just listen for the next hour, and you'll find uh, tricks and tools and, and things that you can wiggle into. Yeah. And and the whole thing is, as long as you stay within the guardrails yes. of the tax code, you know, the these politicians, they put in all of these handouts for – Big corporations and rich people and all that stuff. We'll talk about rich people in just a second. But they also threw us a bone. There's a few tossed out there. Which I'm, like, (laughs) stunned by. Holy cow, they thought about me. You know, I've got a son. He's in daycare. We're able to to use a flex spending account to help pay for my son's daycare. We get 1200 bucks that we get to keep. Yeah. We keep what's ours. And otherwise, that extra 1200 bucks would be... Going off to the federal government exactly. in the form of taxes, you never see it again. And I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Yeah. I I could do a lot more with twelve hundred bucks. Uh, what does the federal government do with twelve hundred bucks? They buy a hammer. Yeah, you know, half a hammer, two nails. <laughs> you know, what was that famous story the with the toilet seat? ten thousand dollar toilet seats or something? <laughs> you know, just, that was a cover for something, <laughs> right? You know, and then there were, we we didn't even talk about this story that. Um, that jet, the, the F-35. Oh, yeah, that's old news, but that's 100 and something or $18 billion or something of that effect. The the cost of the program, so an F-35 jet, South Carolina, something happened. The mm-hmm. pilot was either ejected himself or or it was like, you know, warning, and they, yeah. they tossed him <laughs> out to be safe. And then this plane flew for another 100 miles and yeah. crashed, and in, crashed in a yeah. swamp somewhere. Uh, but this F-35, it had so many problems, so many problems. And each jet costs about $100 million. Is that what it is, $100 million? Yeah. But the whole program over the last 20 years has been like $3 trillion. That's a chunk. That And that is 
tax, straight tax money. Oh, yeah, straight tax that money. That is straight. You and me, our Taxpayer tax money. dollars yep. are going to pay for the Department of Defense, and they have, over the past 20 years, sunk $3 trillion into an airplane that, that keeps kicking its pilot yep. up <laughs> <laughs> and crashing into a swamp. It's just, you know, mind-boggling. So the fact of the matter is, yeah, I don't mind paying taxes because we do need roads and bridges sure. and all this stuff. But maybe me keeping a little bit more of what's mine sends a message to the government, hey, quit wasting my money. Yeah, but no. no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. They're going to do what they need to do as they right. go forward. Well, it's just one of these things. It goes to the government, and they spend it how they choose. Exactly. We can, all we could do is you know, try to get people elected that – you know, make a promise to maybe not spend so much. Maybe not spend so much, but you know, we can't really do much once they get to Washington yeah. D.C. So, yeah. uh, you know, call me jaded, but uh, no, no, because I think they said that our daily it's a it's a two billion dollars a day or something of that effect that's being added to the national debt as we go forward due to higher interest rates, with right. inflation, the cost of everything, what the government's spending. Stop the bleeding. And it's a matter of stop spending, period. Yeah. Period. So. Uh, so what do we do about it? I don't know. But in my own house, in my own personal finance, me, my wife, my son, he doesn't really contribute yet. Yeah, but. <laughs> not yet. Get him out there. Get him going. <laughs> yeah, he's three. Maybe he can model, you know. Yeah, there you uh, go. You know, and bring in some income. But in my own life, in my own situation, I can do some things to save money on taxes, to keep more of what's rightfully mine. Yes. And the only way I know how to do that is to have Jeff get on the case and recommend things. Because there's an FSA, Flex Spending Account. That's what we're using. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. But we talked to you for 15 minutes, and you're like, let's do an FSA. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So, Jeff, can you, you know all these things that exist, but then the other, you know, the part B of this whole thing is, well, great, people at home, flex spending accounts. See if you can get one started or uh, health spending accounts. Yeah. Uh, see if you can save some money into it. You know, we're always going to need health care. Exactly. Exactly. Especially when we start getting older. So maybe you can sock some money away tax-free or pre-tax. And as long as you spend it on your health care. As long as it, well, health care and our health care premiums are Part B, Medicare premiums as you go forward. So um, that's the whole concept of that HSA is being able to put money away. And and hopefully you don't need it today, you know, due to med- medical issues, but you could use it later. So it's per- perfect setup. And if you know that you have uh, medical expenditures or maybe a yearly, you know, I spend X amount yearly yeah. on prescriptions. Exactly. Start socking money away and, and let the government chip in on part of exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. But the question is, you know, I'm sitting at home. I'll be the listener in this case. Hey, that sounds great. I'd love to save some tax money. How do I do it, though? Well, that's where Jeff steps in exactly. as well. Not only does he tell you how to do it, but he can get on the phone with your HR department. He can walk you through the forms. He can yeah. uh, set it up for you. He can help you get it going because, yeah, it's one thing to know about it. It's another thing. How to implement it and, and what it really does for you at the end of the day. Yep. That's the biggest thing. So. So that's what Jeff can do for you, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Advisor with Capital Advisory Group. Here's the number. Get ready. Here it comes, 636-394-5524. Give him a call. Uh, if you hit the voicemail, leave a message. Say, I want to get a, uh, an, a, uh, an appointment on the schedule. Yes. 
go to the appointment, hear what Jeff has to say, and then you could be on your way to keeping more of what's yours. Name of the game. All right. We have a big, big news <laughs> from this week coming out of the St. Louis County. They just announced that the board, or the aldermen, or I don't even know what you call them in St. Louis County. This board of aldermen. Yeah. have decided to finally do this uh, tax freeze, property tax freeze yes. for seniors. We got to look at the specifics. And as long as Sam Page ends, you know, let me check my watch. Uh, maybe he <laughs> signed it by now. I don't know. As long as he ends up signing off on this, this will be this would, will be law. It would be law. Be, it's the SB 190 is the bill, and you can look it up. Um, so they passed it 4-2. Um, and so what it's saying is, your real estate taxes today, and, and I say today, 2023, that's coming around the corner here shortly that we have to pay, you'll still have to pay. But 2024, whatever that number is, is where it freezes. So you had this year you got to pay, like here by December 31st, they're due. And then you'd have next year, and a lot of people in St. Louis County had a huge increase. I mean, huge increase. I mean, there's been a real estate bonanza. Is this coming off the heels of the yeah. fact that during the pandemic, people were paying $50,000 exactly. over asking yeah. price? And they're Does still. That, even if their asking price was 300 and they paid 350 because there was a bidding war, what, what does the comps show? Well, the comps may well. It's going to show a sale of three fifty, so it's jacking up the value of all these houses. Yeah. So in the past, the the tax base was way lower than the actual market, but that's not necessarily true. They're starting to creep up because of the bidding wars that took place. So if you have somebody move in your neighborhood and you have a two hundred thousand dollar house and they paid three fifty for a house that should be two fifty, um, you're, you're stuck with that increase because that's your comp in your neighborhood. Are, are people opening their their tax bill, their their and property falling tax out of their bill chair <laughs> over the past three, four, five years? And yes. like, what is yeah. going on here? Kind of started in twenty, and you saw little increases, and then you saw it really big in twenty one. Twenty two was huge. And can we point directly and say it's because of yes. the bonanza that? Well, yeah, the, the increase in uh, the uh, how would you say it the, the the longevity of the run of real estate. Not saying it ever runs out of steam because they don't make any new dirt but the problem is is just the increase in these bidding wars that have taken place jack up the values of the houses and then county sees that and says hey we could raise our rates and they're going to make more money you know county's probably saying you know we know what's going on here everybody can tell it's the the over asking price oh yeah well that's that's started to slow down because again county i think and i'm not a real estate agent but I think a lot of the county was no inventory. So anything that ever showed up as a newer home, everybody was like, whoa, thank you very much. You yeah. know, and they're all over it. And that's how the bidding war started. Um, whereas St. Charles County has the bigger you know, subdivisions, the newer ones that are being built. Um, St. Louis City kind of has the same thing. So now we got St. Charles County has the freeze. St. Louis County will hopefully, when Sam signs this, will have the freeze on it. So all eyes are now pointed at the city going, hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, um, and, the, and the county probably is saying, hey, we know that they paid 50 over asking price. We know this house probably isn't worth 350 but we will tax them at the 350 as plus. the day is yep. long. Exactly. Because so. that's what it sold for. Hey, don't look at me. Yeah, exactly. That's what it sold for. Look at by. the sale price. Because when you get in county, when you get your, your actual tax bill, you have comps. 
Um, and the one I got was, yeah, it's in my neighborhood, but my house doesn't even compare to those guys. I mean, not even, not even close. And you have always given me the example, and I love this example, of the little old lady that moved into yes. Ladue <laughs> in 1950. Exactly. She bought a ranch house. It was $50,000. Yeah. Now it's a million dollars. Exactly. Just because, you know, it was a nice house back then, but, you it's, know. It's location, location, location. 60, and 70 years later. Yeah. Uh, location, location, and now this woman is on a fixed income, and and her real estate bills, you know, fifteen grand. Can a you month. imagine? I yeah. mean, is that really how it works? Can't she say, "Look, I paid fifty thousand dollars for this thing. Nope, so it's pre- not my fault that Ledoux turned out to be what Ledoux is." Exactly. Well, she could go petition it and say, "Hey, my house isn't a you know three story, you know, with five pools and stuff like that." Um, and they'll give her a little bit of a break, but you got to fight your way through it to get it accomplished. You yeah. just can't say, hey, I'm not going to pay it. Um, so that's the one big thing. But county, here's a little little trick to it. The freeze will start in, De- in December of 24, whatever your tax rate is next year. So they're going to get you one more year. Okay. All okay. right. Th- look, fair enough. Hey, we're going to give yeah. you a deal. but And so you have to be over not, 67. Not next year. Yeah. Not, and so you got to be over 67 in okay. 2024. 67. Got and it. then your house cannot be greater than $550,000. So the question is, is which we don't know yet, is that, <clears throat> how would I say it, is that the appraised value or is that the tax value, which they should be a little bit of a divide between the two. And we don't know just yet. So they're think, just saying right. value of five fifty dollars or greater. And tell me if I, I'm, I'm <clears throat> doing the, the, the phrasing right. The assessed value is what the county goes off of? That's what the county goes off of, and it's a calculation that they use for taxing versus what you could get in the open market. If I go to a real estate agent and she lists it, is that going to match what the county has assessed? Not necessarily. Normally, (laughs) Normally, the assessed value is generally lower. Way lower than than what your market value. Because the prices have skyrocketed over the years from an appreciation standpoint versus – and I say this, everybody's going to be like, daggers on my back. The taxing rate hasn't kept up with what the values have increased at. How do they figure assessed value? Is there a, a guy or a gal in an office that just goes, all right, 37, they 29? Well, okay, see. here. And then they go, all right, let's go next door and every year. They do. Well, I think it's every – St. Louis County, I think, is every three years, hypothetically, even though every year for the last three years our taxes have gone up. <laughs> <laughs> supposed to be reassessed every three years. Right. And they use what's called a mill value, which is a calculation they use to do the taxing side of it. So do you it's think not they only market. go to the really nice neighborhoods too? I think they do all of them um, because I've seen people from all walks of life going, calling, saying, hey, what do I do with this real estate bill? It's, you know, 15 percent greater than what it was last year. And if it shoots up like that, is that, you know, I'm paying my mortgage. My taxes are kind of rolled into my mortgage payment. So at the end of the year, do they say, oh, by the way. So you ever get a letter. You owe us an extra. Exactly. You get a letter from your mortgage company that says, hey, you don't you're you're, you have a shortage, uh, escrow shortage. You need to either increase your payment or pay us X lump sum to keep it the same. Do I have to pay that out of pocket? Yes. I can't are, say, hey, next year, why don't you? Well, are you say next year, what they do is they up your house payment to offset the increase in the taxes. And then it goes so, up again. And it goes up and again, again and again and again. again. <laughs> so in an inflationary, you're spending, you know, probably, I mean, honestly, 
everybody's been to the store. You see what stuff costs. Yeah, yeah. You're probably paying seriously a, a 15 to 17% increase from last year. I mean, in on real food, on milk, on, on eggs, exactly on from Pepsi. real we talked yeah, about Pepsi stuff that week. you're putting cash down to buy, and then on top of that, so you're already pinched there, and then you get real estate tax come in, and then you got to pay that, and then you got personal property tax in Saint, you know, in, in the uh, state of Missouri. Don't even get me started. Oh yeah, so it's like wait a minute, wait a minute. So uh, the taxing districts are getting carried away. You should do a whole show on personal property tax. Could. You I could d- even do it on the taxes that you pay. Did I already pay taxes on this car hey, when to I bought license it? it you did. So did I pay taxes <laughs> on this boat. Well, I should I say St. Charles County I think is the only county that actually is enforcing the people that bought a vehicle that never went and paid the tax. Oh, the registration. Yeah, the te- on the temp, regist- this, the the temp, temp tags. tags. Um, so St. Charles County saying, hey, turn in your neighbor, you know, if they got a temp tag and it's expired. St. Louis County hasn't pushed it, and the city probably hasn't pushed it. I pay my taxes, and you should too. Well, Um, what was the one? It was on Facebook. It was funny. It was the back of a a Chrysler something, uh, maybe one of the fancy, you know, like a Charger or something like that. And on the the back window, it said something like uh, uh, bad financial decision. But it had a temp tag that was like two years old. <laughs> so at least they acknowledge it. <laughs> right. So Yeah. Somebody on the yard sale tried to sell a, a Dodge Charger Hellcat. <laughs> $75,000. Wow. Oh, for a charger. He's like, well, it's a Hellcat. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. He did sell it and bought a truck instead. So Well, in the old days, those used to get every couple weeks you'd hear a report on Manchester. Uh, what was it? Royal, used to be Royal Gate Dodge on Manchester Road. They'd steal one or two over the weekend. Holy cow. They'd make them about 100 feet down Manchester Road, wrap it around a telephone pole because it had so much power. Yeah, so. right. <laughs> right. You know, you got to know how to drive them, too. Oh, yeah. All right, so 67 years of age, starting in 2024, mm-hmm. $550,000 or greater. Yes. You, well, or five, you, five hundred. not included. Yeah, you don't yeah. get a freeze. So 550 or less. Or less. And then I think people are getting tripped up on this. Some of the people I talk to say, oh, so those people don't have to pay no. property tax anymore? No. They pay whatever, whatever it was they in paid 24. In 24. It doesn't go up yep. from there. So they're so, still paying taxes. Still paying tax, but you're not getting the increases. Um, so the school districts are kind of panicking on this. I think that's what really killed it originally in St. Louis County. Um, a special school district, you know, Rockwood, Parkway, I mean, to their, to their defense, they're they've like, been asking for more money yeah. regardless. Yeah. They don't have enough for the and, teachers and, if and you, supplies. If you, if you look on this back page of your your tax bill in a sense your real tax bill it gives you a breakdown for and count uh, st louis county i know it does i don't know about city or st charles and it'll show you where your money actually goes percentage wise or dollar wise and it's always uh st louis county special school district is number one then you have your fire districts and then it works its way and then you're like parkway or rockwood you know or uh, third or fourth in the list Mm -hmm. Um, and then it goes into all the other crazy stuff that you get from st louis county so I'm sure St. Charles County, if you ask for, has one, has far, has one of those. Kind of showing you where your money goes. Just interesting. It is, you know, yeah, that is interesting. Just to say, hey, it's, you know, you, uh, Parks is like bottom of the list. They get like three cents or something goofy like that. You yeah, know, so don't so. complain about the Parks getting yeah. money because <laughs> they ain't. Yeah. Uh, all right, what, so the question is, what does an average person pay year over year in increases in personal? If this is frozen, 
how much are the 67-year-olds and up saving year after year? Well, I mean, you, you'd figure, I don't know what the average is, but just looking at some of them that I've seen, normal houses, 250 ish you know, so it's not. I think the average house price in, in the U.S. today is like 460 is what they're saying. Um, but in the we'll, U.S. In the U.S. That's, that's, that's picking up York, California. California. Yeah, yeah. places that are they're already overinflated. But we'll say in Midwest, say it's 200, 250 ish mm-hmm. as average. Um, and you got a 10% increase on, you know, you're paying four grand a year in taxes. Um, 10% increase is 400 bucks a year. So, mm. I mean, that would save you, hypothetically, if it was a 10% increase each year, it'd save you $400 a year going 10% forward. 10% each year? If it went up 10, yeah. Every, after yeah. 10 years? Well, that's what I mean. It's, a, it's almost doubling. So, Holy uh, cow. Yeah, so that's, that's kind of that weirdness that you put in there. And, and, and again, your taxing district typically don't increase by 10% a year, but they have 20, 21, 22. Um, so for the people arguing against this, I mean, I can kind of see their point. If someone's 67, people that's not that old anymore, you know? Exactly. People lived, yeah. you know, if somebody lived to be 87, exactly. 20, 20 years, years now. That they're, they freeze at that level and they don't have. So if we go through another cycle of this again, real estate-wise, which we will, just don't know when. They're still paying taxes. They're still paying taxes. Not the just, increase yeah. that the rest of us Exactly. Exactly. So let's say that every 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 economic cycle uh, repeats itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's say that we, like right now, currently, due to interest rates, honestly, everybody that wanted to buy a house that hasn't is like, I'm not paying that because they're accustomed to a 2.5% interest rate. Mm-hmm. And they're being quoted 7.5, 7 and 3 quarters today. They go, oh, I'm not going to do that. So they're going to sit and wait it out. So it'll run through its nut, you know, ebbs and valleys in a sense of the uh, the cycles. So we'll run through another, you know, 10, maybe 10 years from now, real estate kicks back in. Well, that 70, uh, 67 year old is now 76. They're still in the prime of their life cruising along, but they're, they're frozen. They're not going to increase, which is good. I mean, I mean, it's, it's a, I could see both sides of it for sure, but it's good, especially if you're on a fixed income and you want to stay, you're the little old lady and you want to stay because you get forced out of your own house because you can't afford the taxes and everything else. I had to sell the house that the kids and grandkids grew up in because I couldn't afford the taxes, the taxes, that, that to me sounds awful. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then you also hear those stories, uh, remember that story about MC Hammer? He bought that $30 million house (laughs) in Oakland. Uh, the gate said hammer time on it. Yeah, exactly. It. And then he had to leave because he couldn't afford the taxes on it. Exactly. Okay, you buy a, hey, 50 cent, you bought a $50 million house. You know you have to pay taxes on that well, there every was, year. Who was it that had one brought out in Wildwood um, by the ski slopes? Um, there was one of the Oh, rappers. Nelly. Nelly had one, and it sat vacant for like five or seven years. Yeah. He finally just sold it Did uh, you see in the, the spring. pictures? Oh, it was trashed. They needed to just tear that thing down. Yeah. Well, it's that cool on that bluff overlooking uh, Hidden Valley or whatever yeah. that was. But he's that thing sat there vacant for seven years. Um, Is he still paying taxes on it? Apparently, though? he was. He yeah. still was doing. He just never went there again. <laughs> yeah, right. So uh, I could see both sides of the argument here. Um, one of my questions, and Jeff, you probably don't know the answer to this, but you you've seen a lot. You know, at what age do people? downsize and do they sell their house and move into a condo or move into an even smaller house we see a a a vast discrepancy there um some go as long as they can possibly go in their house 
they like going out in their yard, cutting their grass, yeah. you know, that kind and of are stuff. Are there a lot of 87 year olds that still <clears throat> live in their yeah. own house? Yeah. yeah, there's a bunch. Sure. Um, and it gets to a point of health if you can't if you can't go out and do that stuff or keep the maintenance up. Um, or you just say, hey, I had a huge house. The kids have grown. You know, the grandkids don't come by anymore. Sell it, and they downsize to smaller houses. Um, you know, just a, a fun apartment in, in Clayton or something. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we looked at that, but it was like, me. I like my house. I'm staying. Yeah, I'm staying. <laughs> well, you're still young. Yeah. Uh, and you don't get a freeze yet. No, no. Um, so this is interesting, and then I did see that it sunsets after five years. Yes, so that'll be something where they would either decide to continue on. Either continue on, just like just like uh, all Trump's tax cuts that he put out there, I should say tax laws, not cuts, but tax law he put out in 2019, all sunset 2025. And they do that by design. And it not, not that they're going to say, hey, I'll let the other side get you know access to this. They just do it to let somebody come in and revamp the so in tw- whoever wins twenty four's election next year mm-hmm. revamps all of our tax laws going forward. That's a big deal. And it's not it's not that that's optional. They have to do it. They either have to extend it or they have to get in there. And they start. have to make a decision one way or another. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that's interesting. So the the new law in St. Louis County, as long as Sam Page. Signs off on yeah. all indications Which he will. nobody said that he, he isn't, and there's uh, apparently he hasn't really spoken on it yet, but um, I don't think there's anything that he doesn't like. So Yeah, 67 years old, if your house is worth under $550,000, you get a, a, a property tax freeze. You don't you still have to pay your property yeah, tax. Yeah, still got pays. You don't get out of it. It's not scot-free. So. But you pay 2024's amount from here on. Yeah, and it for five years. In five years, and we'll see if they pick that up again. So. That's the truth. That's the reality of it. If you have any more questions, call Jeff. Exactly. <laughs> 636-394-5524. And if you have property tax questions, he'll handle it. He's the tax guy. And full disclosure, he's my tax guy as well. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall, Capital Advisory Group, CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com. We'll go to commercial break. 636-394-5524. Give Jeff a call. Keep What's Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Back to the program, back to Keep What's Yours, and Jeff Zufall is here with me, Capital Advisory Group, Capital Advisory, GRP.com, 636-394-5524. Let's get the number out there uh, early and often because I know that people will hear things on this show and say, ooh, that sounds great. I'd I'd like (laughs) to keep more of my money. Heck yeah. Who do I call? Will you call Jeff? Jeff. (laughs) 636-394-5524. I want to talk about rich people, (laughs) the top one percenters. And I don't think I heard this phrase, the one percent, the one percenters. Yeah. Until, uh, what was it? Do you remember um, Occupy Wall Street? Yes. Do you remember that whole thing? This is where that actually came from. Yeah. And it was all these, you know— Young kids with the hip, the hippie kids with their hacky sacks, and they yep. put up a bunch of tents outside of Wall, Wall Street. Street. Yeah, uh, and they were complaining, and I, I wholly agree with them <laughs> on a lot of their complaints that the one percenters, the rich people, just keep getting richer, richer and richer, causing yeah. a huge gulf, uh, income inequality in this yes. country. So. How do you fix that? I don't know. But obviously, yeah. Jeff, if I have money, I can reinvest it to make more exactly. money. If I don't have money, 
I can't do anything. Exactly. So, I mean, it makes sense on paper how this continues to happen, but we do seem to be in quite a cycle. However, Huge. those guys, uh, they slept in their t- I, I went down and talked to somebody at Keener Plaza. Uh-huh. That's where the our, our Occupy, Occupy yeah. uh, Wall Street was, was Keener Plaza, uh, before they redid it. <laughs> and, you know, he said some interesting things, but I think he also was just kind of there for the movement. Yeah. Not necessarily Get, knew exactly what in it is. Yeah, and go, yeah. Yeah. Hey, my yeah. buddy came down here, so, <laughs> so I, I came down to I camp. came with him. It sounded like fun. Yeah. Um, but they were protesting, I guess, the fact that the one percenters in this country had it all and were, and were getting more and more. Yes. While the most of us were getting less and less. So the old adage is money chases money. Yeah. Um. <laughs> it takes money to make money. Exactly. So, so, I mean, that's true. That's true. But who are the one percenters? So this, this is the funny part. Is, um, and, and the report was Wall Street Journal that actually had it. Um, and it's saying the top 1% of earners. So the state of Illinois, uh, if you're 568350 bucks, you're the top 1%. So that means you're the, you make the most, you're 1% of all of America. So state of Illinois, you got Chicago, Chicago up there, which is. has tons of— Super heavy hitters. Uh, tons even of Even international. I mean, is it is it the second city still, or is it the third or fourth? I think it's like the third now, they're yeah. saying. But still, heavy hitters, so that's why that's so high. The funny part 568, is— 568, though? 568,000 is what—if you go 568, 350, plus a buck, you are in that 1% or club. That's 1%. That, yeah. That's it? That's it. That actually, so, <laughs> not, not to say that That's, I'm anywhere close to touching yeah. 560 a year. Uh, is that joint the, filers? They just say on average. Income? It's typically probably. Um, but they don't really define that. They just say I'm if you thinking, make more yeah, than 560. I'm thinking one percenters are the cigar-smoking fat cats with the <laughs> yachts and stuff. 568. Well, it and, goes up from there. But Living that's, in Chicago, that's not a yacht. So let's say that uh, – let's say you don't work. But yet you make five hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars from your portfolio on an annual basis, and you really don't do anything. Mm-hmm. That's a huge chunk of money sitting to the sideline to generate that kind of income. Yeah. You know, saying the oh, average I stock see. is three to four percent in a dividend. So these so are that, these are big. That's bucks. not net worth. That's no, not this is just income. They reportable have in savings, taxable, taxable yearly, income, yearly yeah. income of five sixty-eight. Yeah, is and, Illinois. And the funny part is, they didn't say in Missouri what the one percent was. But they did say what the five percent was. Missouri didn't say what their one percent. Well, didn't Why say. Not? I don't know. Just did not reference it. But the top five percent in Missouri is one hundred and eighty-seven thousand forty-five dollars. And you go, wait a minute. That's the top five percent of taxpayer income is one eighty-seven. Filing jointly, that's doable. Completely doable. So, and and you'll you'll see where I'm going with this in a second. The national average is across just averaging the country. Is five sixty one three fifty one is top one is top one percent, the top twenty five percent nationally of t- of taxpayer income is eighty seven thousand nine forty six, and that's where most people. That's the live. bulk. The IRS is not slow. They know this exact. That's how they build tax law. They know that hey, top twenty five percent is eighty seven thousand nine forty six. So if you look at tax brackets. You look at exemptions, it'll put you right in Right in there. Wow, that's (laughs) interesting. But it's still, you'd think the top 25% of of income for the United States of America would be higher than 87.9. 
Yeah, you would think You'd so. You'd think that, the but bulk, it's not. The bulk of Americans are filing their taxes and saying, yeah. either single or married filing yeah. jointly, the bulk of people are saying, we made almost $88,000. Exactly. And you're That's the top it. 25% of taxpayers. That seems, so it, and that seems from, low to me. It goes really fast down to like crazy numbers. And so what you're realizing is the top 1% or really the top 25% of America pay all the taxes. Okay, because once you get, I mean, <laughs> once, once you, you go get below to that, once you go below that, you're getting all kinds of credits and all kinds of stuff. Right, and, and so and what is the? You know, I don't want to talk poverty line because I I don't know if that depends on depends on how, if taxes, you're married. Yeah, if you're married filing jointly and how many children you support, so on and so forth. But typically, it's around twelve, fourteen thousand. Um, I mean, you got to make fifteen thousand dollars or more to actually be put on like to actually show ACA. up on a tax. Yeah, well, ACA Obamacare. Oh, okay. Um, you got to make fifteen plus. Otherwise, they push you back onto Medicare. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, by default. So I mean, it's it's kind of crazy, but that's state by state level too. Um, mm-hmm. So here's here's the run. This is like California. Seven hundred and twenty-six thousand is the top one percent. Washington D.C. is eight seventy-one, nine hundred. So we'll call it eight seventy-two. Washington D.C. D.C. Where okay. your your lobbyists are hiding out. Oh, the, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot eight, of money. In there's DC. a ton of money because everybody DC. wants to be yeah. in the sphere. Exactly. To say, hey, I, I make a lot of money. I I need to keep more of what's mine. Exactly. <laughs> uh, well, eight seventy-two. You're you're not hurting. Uh, Connecticut is eight nineteen. And here's one that I didn't think would make the hit, but it did. Texas at 543, and the one that I thought would be the highest was New York, but it wasn't. It was 668. So Connecticut average for is, the one percenters is 819. 819. But in New York, it's 668. Yeah. Which you'd think that New York would be higher than Connecticut, but hey, hey, hey all those rich people live in Connecticut. Exactly. That and might just be the commute. Yep, to New and York. they commute to New York. Exactly. So. Mm. Um, so kind of crazy when you really start looking at it. But moral to the story is top 25% of taxpayers is 88000 So that's the bulk of America right there. That's the bulk. That pays the, the, the biggest amount of tax. That's you and me yep. and everyone we know that, you know, the rich people yeah. now, do their own thing. These guys make an 870. I mean, yeah, you could afford to, to pay an attorney and a CPA to go hack away at stuff for you. Easy. To go, yeah, find <laughs> some tax savings. Yeah. Uh, but for, so. the, for the majority of people, it's probably hard to get, you know, uh, a person on their case. But you see these people all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to tell everybody what I paid uh, Jeff to do my taxes, but it was a couple hundred bucks. Millions and millions of dollars. <laughs> you know? I didn't buy my Ferrari, so. <laughs> right. But, you know, you found uh, a way, and not a loophole, because it's in the no, tax code. in the tax code. You found a way for us to keep 1200 bucks, yeah. And then... For doing that, you charge us a couple hundred bucks. I mean, I'm going in, say, keeping a thousand dollars exactly in your pocket net at the end of the day. You know, I'm making money by having someone yeah. just look at my taxes, yeah, to find out where I'm going wrong, or yeah. you know, to double down on what I'm doing right. Exactly, that's so, the whole concept. And actually, you know, it, it sounds uh, number one, it, it sounds crazy to to say I'm going to do my own taxes. There's there's people that, that get into it yeah, that do it. They're called crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to look at the cost of, and again, without, you know, the, I'll say the major players out there in the, the, the um, software space, um, by the time that you pay for the software, 
by the time that you pay to e-file because the funny part is you pay to buy it and then you have to pay another fee to e-file the state. Um, kind of a little hidden thing in there that they got in a lot of trouble for. But um, and then your time right. to sit there and go, man. And in some of the software, you're clicking yes or no responses. You click the wrong, you know, you say no to something, it's going to take you down this rabbit hole and it's hard to get back out right. of it. Right. And, and I don't, I, I'll bring up the software in just a second again, but there was a commercial during tax time. Yeah. And I brought <laughs> it up a couple times. But, you know, we're going to we're gonna kind of – Oh, those are coming back here in the next 30 days. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to kind of double down on it and use it as a Jeff Zufall commercial as well. It's the guy sleeping on the couch with, yeah. his, with his baby. Uh, you know, there's a fan in the back. It looks like a beautiful Sunday afternoon, yeah. and they're just taking a nice nap. Uh, and the tagline is, you could do this or you could be doing your taxes. Exactly. So, I mean, if if dollars to donuts, I'd rather have a nice Sunday afternoon on my exactly. own rather than pouring over tax stuff. I'll just bring it to you and let you pour over it. Exactly. Hey, there's been many a golf game lost on tax returns. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know, hey, well, let's call Jeff to see if he's gone. No, wait, what month is it? You know, don't even bother. Yeah. But it's one of those things where you just have to kind of realize – when you sit down with the software, there's not a window that pops up and says, hey, your three-year-old is in yeah. daycare. You know, Did Worry you ever about think this. about doing an FSA and, yep. and saving some money and, and maybe pushing some money into a 529 for his college? It's like they don't know me. No. You they do. They really don't. Exactly. And you know the questions to ask. The software is probably just trying to – you know, and they'll it's going to tr- it's going to try, but again, yeah. it's and again, AI helps a ton, um, but still, it's not to that yeah. level where it goes. Hey, you would you this. like a five twenty nine? And I'm like, what is that? And yeah, I, and then uh, the law pops up, and I can't read this. I don't know how to read this. Page so, five thousand and ninety of. <laughs> yeah, so I I just you know for my money, just have Jeff look at your taxes. He can help you keep some of what's yours. You go in actually probably saving money after the end of the day. And if you're not doing anything, we say this all the time, if you're not doing anything when it comes to your taxes as far as trying to save money or keep money, Jeff can probably find something. There's, there's always some, It may not be thousands of dollars. It could be a couple hundred bucks. Um, but there's something on your return that will help you save some money. I mean, it's just it's there. So. While we're talking about rich people and and who, what the 1% is, who the 1% <laughs> is, taxes, you mentioned that there is a tax gap. Yes. So this goes down that path of the one percenters and so on and so forth and who makes what and the average American, you know, make an 88 grand. The IRS just released this last week and it's saying that we have a record um, shortfall on what they call a tax gap. This is the the highest ever recorded. What they're saying is there's $688 billion sitting out there um, and, and uh, un, un, unpaid, if you want to call it, taxes. So you go, and this is for tax year 2021, but here's the catch. Of the $688 billion that they say there's, there's giant gaps sitting out there, um, $542 billion of the $688 billion is underreported income. It's not that people owe it yet. It's that people have underreported their income to save $542 billion. So it's not like sitting out there and they're saying, we're waiting for you to pay this. It is me saying, well, you know, I actually made $200,000, but I'm only going to tell the government. Yeah, 
that I made a hundred thousand dollars. So, so you go, hmm, where are they going here? Um, and I really think what this is is, and they say seventy-seven billion of of the six eighty-eight is due to uh, failure to file your tax return. So people that just so those are people that they know they know are out there. They just haven't filed yet. So they're saying seventy-seven billion of that is in people is, who's buried their head in the sand, yep, didn't, didn't like they, the numbers, are said, "Oh, well, I, I can't pay, pay tax this. on yeah, that." I yeah. can't pay this, <laughs> and then just crumpled it up and threw, and it, threw away. it away. And then sixty-eight billion is they filed, but they failed to pay all the tax due. So some of this, and they don't say, "Hey, some of this could be set up on installment agreements." You know where you're paying, you're paying a monthly payment, and so on and so forth. So seventy-seven but, is people that just ignored their taxes. Completely yeah, completely, and just didn't do anything. Sixty-eight percent of people that they filed their taxes, but maybe they're on an installment yeah. plan. So maybe it just says sixty-eight billion is owed to the IRS. But the extension. biggest, the biggest one, five sixths <laughs> of this money. You know, the majority. You know, what is five sixths? You know, eighty-eight percent. Yes. Of this money. Five hundred and forty-two billion dollars are people just that they're that they're saying have underreported their income. Now, so, are these technically tax cheats? Um, I would say probably not the bulk of them. Um, some, yeah, a handful that are blatantly trying to see how they could skid around it. Um, that goes back to the recording. So, in twenty twenty-four, if you are a business owner or you own a LLC, uh, a Schedule C, any business-related entity. You have to file to the, the Financial Crimes Network or FinCEN. You're not reporting to the IRS, and you're saying, hey, I own this business. Here's my passport. Here's my license, and you have to report this data. Um, so they're, they're trying to say, hey, how many people have created LLCs out there? And then not just one, but maybe five dozen of them, and they shift money between these LLCs and then never pay tax on it. That's what they're saying. And – the IRS received originally received eighty billion over ten years, and that was the beginning of this year. Um, they took twenty billion away in the debt ceiling debate, so right. they still got sixty billion sitting out there. What that's saying is everybody that's self-employed, um, they're looking for that five hundred and forty-two billion dollars in tax of the people that <laughs> either blatantly are cheating on their taxes yeah. or are just saying. Well, I don't have to. I won't include well, it's, this. It's it's different if you said, "Hey, I I, I you didn't get a ten ninety nine for a couple of grand that was mailed to you for something you so did. I just you forgot about, about it. it. Yeah. Um, and you get it, and you go, "Oh man, we get that. I've got a dozen of them already sitting on my desk, and I need to amend the return and add stuff that they forgot about." Um, that's legit. If you underreport your income by more than twenty five percent, so if you're that Uber driver and you go, "Hey, I'm not going to report this ten ninety nine k." They got your number out there, and it's just a matter of time. And it, it, would you say, Jeff Zufall, if you underreport your income by over 25%, you're probably doing it on purpose? More than likely. That's not a mistake. More than likely. Um, and again, oh, I missed $40,000. But again, some people um, that are starting a small business, getting the wheels in motion, they get that they're, you know, they're like, I don't make a lot of money. I get that. Um, their records are terrible. Um, we can help you that with QuickBooks. Yeah. We have a full accounting scenario. I could see a lot of people. And they get they get payments that come in monthly. Little, I say, you know, every other week, but they get it monthly coming in. They get a 1099K. They do not realize that they have to report that. Mm-hmm. And then there's the 360 where they say, oh, I made 50000 in revenue, but I got this 1099K for 40000 and they report ninety on their, their tax return. 
really it's it's a com- combination of those guys. You got to subtract one from the other. Does so, anybody who owns their own business or even individually um, eagerly overpay their taxes? Uh, it, you know, it was, there's it comes to mind. There's two people that come to mind. Okay, that are scared to death of the IRS. Period. Yeah. They've had a run in in the past, and they're like, I'm never, ever, ever, ever going to do that. Like, I um, feel like the majority of people are like, well, I got this sitting over here, but I'll just leave that, and you know, if they want to come, no, I, you know, I, we'll see if I can get away with it. The bulk, I say, the bulk of people we deal with literally are legit, and they do get something from the IRS. They go panic mode. I mean, we're like, hey, you got 30 days to respond. Let us, you know, get time to look at it, you know, figure out what it says, how we respond. But they're like, no, no, they got to do it now. And and I get that because people are scared of them. Uh, I would say in my own household, my wife would be the, well, the IRS sent us this, so we have to pay it. And I'm more like, well, let me again, just, let me again, have Jeff take a look at it. Exactly. <laughs> and I say this to anybody out there listening. If you get a letter from them, regular mail, read it. Don't throw it in a drawer. Read it. Get it in front of somebody so they can figure out what it is. Most of what we're seeing is identity theft issues where you got to prove who you are. Even though you filed your return, you filed it electronically, they're like, hey, send us a copy of your return, W-2s, you know, something like that. It's a simple fix. Others we're seeing is where they th- we think the IRS's database went a little nuts. They're kicking off these weird letters going back to 20 and 21, um, looking for stuff that, shouldn't be there is the easiest way so we're thinking that the computers kind of went nut, nutty once they got back in the, the swing so again look at it if it's certified mail yeah make sure somebody really looks at it quickly mm-hmm. because that means they're serious and they're not playing anymore and that somebody could be you yes call us we'll help you figure out what in the world it is and how we approach it so jeff zufall senior tax strategist and wealth advisor with capital advisory group 636 394 Five five two four. His office in Ellisville. I've been there several times, and we always use the the flower shop analogy, or at yes. least I always use it. Somebody really loves flowers and is great at arrangements, and decides I'm going to open my own flower shop, and then they realize they have no idea how to do math or not so run much the, the books math. for a business. Everybody, I mean, the way that QuickBooks is sold today. Um, you look at any commercial out there; it's like, oh, look, you own a small business, you got QuickBooks, you can do this. There's a little accounting knowledge that needs to be applied to it. Mm-hmm. So we usually get a hold of QuickBooks that are four or five months old, and it's a nightmare. The only way to explain it, it's totally fixable. Um, you just need somebody that knows how to reconcile the QuickBooks feeds and get it back on track. So if you're good at flower arranging but you're bad at accounting, Jeff can help yeah. you out <laughs> as well. You can kind of audit people's small businesses. That's kind of what you specialize yeah. in. And make sure that uh, let's fix this over here. Let's double down on the things you're doing right. Let's fix the things that you were exactly. doing wrong. Exactly. Anything in the red, let's turn that into black. Yeah. And hopefully you can be on your way because I, I got to imagine it is tough, tough, tough to try to run your own business and well, do the accounting and yourself. The, and the problem is a lot of people were never trained in what a balance sheet looks like. You know, how do you read a profit loss? Does it is know. it really true? I still um, don't know what gross versus <laughs> you know net. I, exactly. I still don't know how how to do that. So. Cost of goods sold. Um, Five hundred and forty two billion dollars unreported yes. income. Whether that was on purpose, whether that was uh, on accident, fat finger, whether that was just saying, uh, you know, I don't I don't think that that needs to be included, or I want to take exactly. that as a write off. Yeah. That the government knows that you're out there, so they might be hunting you down. 
you might want to give Jeff a call. Make sure you're on the up and up. Uh, 636-394-5524. I wanted to start with the 5524 first. <laughs> 636-394-5524. Jeff Capital Advisory, GRP.com. We'll go to a break, come back, finish this episode. Keep what's yours with Jeff Zufall. Keep What Yours continues with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall. Bang on the show, not a lot of time, but I have some really good information to share with you right now to just kind of keep things into perspective. Keep What's Yours with Jeff Zufall. We want to make sure that you're paying as little tax as legally possible. That's what I do. That's why I hired Jeff. We started doing the show. It's great. Uh, I'm keeping more of my money rather than going to the federal government, but... Sometimes we talk about uh, investing because I, I, exactly. I've got you got me doing both a Roth and a four hundred one k, and I've yes. I've amped it up two percent. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, all right, you know what? I can live, right. I can live with this. But what did you say about a four hundred one k? So this is a study on a fidelity, and they're saying sixty million Americans contribute to a four hundred one k plan every year. Okay, and the funny part is, ninety three percent don't even know how it works. So, if you need help, call us. Um, yes. Whether that's you don't have beneficiaries put on your plan. I mean, that's that's huge, but it's a simple, simple uh, scenario. Um, where are the money's invested at? What the co- corporate match is? When the corporate match shows up? Um, if you're doing all pre-tax, if you're doing after-tax, a combination, and it's it's all mathematics. If you're going to do it and have it taken out of your paycheck to save for retirement and old age, yes, do it right. Do it right. Don't exactly. just keep, I'm, you know. And there's, situ- there's situations, again, I get tax rates will go up in the future. I get that. So, But there's situations where it will benefit you today to do it all pre-tax. And there's situations where... Maybe you don't do all pre-tax. You right. do half pre-tax, half after-tax. You and know, if you got it running every paycheck it comes exactly. out, you you're you're saving it pre-tax. You have to pay the taxes eventually. Yeah, yeah. The older you get, you need to revisit that and exactly. say, are we still on track? Should I switch it up? Should I start taking some exactly. out and converting it to Roth? Yep. It's all a game, and it's all about keeping more of what's yours. The problem is. I'm one of the 93%, and I have no idea how 401ks really truly work. So I need help with that. If you need help with it, you can call Jeff Zufall, 636-394-5524. He's who I call. He can be who you call as well. Capital Advisory, GRP.com, 636-394-5524. Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you. See you next week. You betcha. You've been listening to Keep What's Yours with Josh Gilbert and Jeff Zufall, Senior Tax Strategist and Wealth Manager at Capital Advisory Group. To learn more, call 636-394-5524 or visit CapitalAdvisoryGRP.com.